This is Office Magazine's podcast. I'm Somniami. Faye Webster makes me think of sunsets in the cemetery when I'm 16. Vans on my feet, legs sticking out the window of my girlfriend's Volvo while we watch the skyline. We're eating mac and cheese that I bought her with the money from my pizza shop job. Her eyes are flushed and puffy after crying so hard over a pain I don't understand. I hold her and tell her I don't know how to love her enough to make her feel better, but I'm going to try my best anyway. Faye Webster's music is for those of us who know a kind of love that completely takes over our system, our minds, in a way that feels almost too natural. There's an anxiety to it, like, why do I feel so good with you? Am I allowed to feel this way? Why do I feel like I can't? And half the battle is enjoying it. We at Office are concerned about how to put this kind of love into words, so we reached out to Faye Webster herself, since she does it so well. We had Faye's partner, Booth Lord, one half of the fellow Atlanta-based band Danger Incorporated, ask her for us. They spoke in Faye's parents' house on the floor of the guest room. Here's Faye and Booth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we're ready. You're not ready. You don't even have the email pulled up. <laughs> All right, I've got it here now. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to kick it off. Question one, where is your favorite place to write music? Uh, at home my favorite and my the only place for me as an option to write music safe space for sure I definitely remember a lot of times like I'll leave the house and come back and then you just like have a whole song written yeah I gotta value my moments that you're not at home (laughs) (laughs) you uh you recently defeated Cynthia I did is this on the email (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How did they know that? <laughs> Tell us about that. Tell us about your journey to the uh, to the Elite Four. So I had no idea it was going to be Cynthia as the final gym leader. And honestly, I'm a fan. I own a couple Cynthia TCG cards. Um, I'm not sure if I play with them, but I do own them. Um, it's a good card. She is a good card. But yeah, you know, I had one weak link. <clears throat> Uh, and I really only kept him in my party because I got him as an egg, and I thought mm-hmm. it was just sentimental. But um, I spent weeks uh, training Toga Kiss and getting massages with her every day, and I think that really <laughs> helped me defeat Cynthia. But it felt really That's good. Real. That's impressive. Don't you <laughs> tell us a little bit about your uh, your earrings? They're pretty cute. I got some earrings yesterday that Booth said if I closed my eyes, maybe Santa would get them. (laughs) But I just bought them. They're little swords. Uh, I got them in Athens. They're pretty cute. They are very cute. All right, moving on. How long do your songs take to write? I kind of write all my songs just like in a sitting. So you know whether that takes two hours or 20 minutes um i don't know i don't really like to like revisit songs after i write them just because i feel like i changed stuff when i wasn't supposed to i feel that so sitting and then a follow-up question do you edit those lyrics ever um not really sometimes sometimes but there's not really like a process Mm -hmm. with it it's just like Mm -hmm. maybe later on i'll find a better word that just like hits harder, but very rarely. What was the hardest song to write on "I Know I'm Funny"? Um, I think 
overslept. I always oversleep. I'm always next to you. Do you see me? Which is really why May is even on that song because I couldn't finish it for the life of me. What makes it what made it hard? I think I like knew the melody that I wanted for this song, which is kind of like backwards to me normally in songwriting. Like that's not really what I ever start with. But like I knew what I wanted wanted it to sound like, but I couldn't mm-hmm. think of anything I wanted to say other than what I do sing on the song. <laughs> and that's when I decided to ask me to finish it because I just could not. Do you remember where you were when you when you started writing that one? I was in my second Cabbage Town house mm. in the kitchen. I remember that house. You know, and I feel like this one goes right into the next question. It's because I feel like you're in the same place writing this song, maybe. But how does it feel knowing you wrote one of the greatest love songs of all time in a good way? What was the story behind that song and what process? What was the process like producing it? Um, I also wrote that song in my second Cabbage Town House. I wrote it on an acoustic guitar, which I feel like is kind of rare, especially for that song for some reason. But I remember like finding that third third chord in the chorus, because it used to just be the same two chords. And I was like, this might hit harder if it like, if I can sing the same thing, but hit a different chord. That also sounds good. But I was really happy. I was just happy when I wrote it. And I wasn't even thinking about it. I was really just like, I felt like playing guitar and I felt like singing. And then when I sat down to do those things, I feel like I just kind of wrote a song on accident. But making it was also really fun because every time we record, it's just live. It's like all live tracking and we're all just like sitting in the same room. And I feel like with that song, when it came to the instrumental part, like it wasn't really supposed to be a jam. But it kind of just happened. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, when the jam it. ended, it was just the second half of the jam. Like, I was <laughs> supposed to sing the last, but I did it. So now there's, like, there's like a down version of the jam. But that's nice that you think it's the best love song of all time. Yeah, it's a bop. Thanks. The video is also so perfect. You help. Booth was, was like, turning on I the was fan. Like, turning on fans. Turning on the fan and turning on the light. Popping turning balloons. off the light. And popping balloons. Filling the balloons back into the, the net for the drop. He was also kind of grumpy that day. I was a little grumpy. I was a little hungry. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I also had that meeting with ex-managers right down the street oh, at I Corner Oh, I forgot Tavern. about that. Yeah, and then you came back wet, drunk. And it was cold. <laughs> it was wet and cold. But it was a beautiful shoot. It was a fun day. Shout out Hunter. Shout out, Hunter. Shout out, M. Shout out, Brandon. You know, I'm just willing and down to just, like, do whatever she needs from me. Which, you know, is, like, not much in terms of, like, actual, like, with her work. But, you know, when I can lend a hand, I do. So, like, I'll be on some video sets helping out. You know, sometimes I'll... You'll be at all the photo shoots, too. At the photo shoots, helping out, you know, whatever. You've definitely had. Oh no, better distractions. He slept through it. What? What? <laughs> the trampoline one. And we had to go at 8 a.m. And you were oh, hungover. Yeah. 
so he didn't, but he did come for the the latter half of Better Distractions. Mm-hmm. He's out most sets. Tells me if my hair looks nice. <laughs> Which I don't really be knowing, to be honest. I just, you know. Does my hair look usually, nice right now? It does look nice right now. You be knowing. <laughs> mm. We are we are at Faye's parents' house in the guest bedroom on the floor. Crisscross applesauce. I heard that's that's in again, sitting on the floor, crisscross applesauce, like a child. It's cool again. What did it take to get comfortable speaking about your relationship to such a large audience? I think it took doing it like once and then like the more and more times I did it after that, it was like it got comfortable and then it got to a point where it's not even like I don't even think about it. But definitely the first time was <clears throat> weird. Like I remember the first what time was I the first time? I said something about my mom and her mom. <laughs> and like her mom not remembering her name half the time. Mm. I remember when I sang that live and my mom was there, I was like, fuck my wife. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I was like asking my brothers, I was like, do you think mom would be mad if I said this? But I did that. And then... What did your mom say about that? Did nothing. Did she address it ever? Nope. <laughs> your mom is definitely one of your biggest fans. I feel like she really be supporting and loving the music. So I bet she enjoyed, you know, the shout out, even though it has like what could be darker context. Yeah. I feel like once I did it, and then I did it a lot, now I don't even think about it, and it's kind of just like the only way for me to write music. For sure. When you're writing a song, like, I know I'm funny, haha, how do you approach vulnerability? What process do you go through, and how do you decide how much to reveal? Mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite <clears throat> song on the record. Which one? Haha. Or top two. Let's sit around and drink some salt. I wrote that one while you were playing that scary zombie video game. Mm-hmm. Remember, because when I made a demo, you kept being like, it would be silent and I'd be screaming. I mean, I would be singing and you'd be like, ah! Dead by daylight. Dead by daylight. That shit is exhilarating. I feel like I just, I mean, there's definitely a fine line between like what I want to share and also just like still keeping a personal life. But I don't know. I think... Like, what I appreciate as a listener in music is, like, being able to feel like somebody relates to me or I relate to them or, like, feeling understood. Mm -hmm. So I think I just kind of choose the things that I think other people would like to know that other people are thinking about. I feel like as as a human, beyond, like, as in, like, what your art does, I feel like you move very, like, you know, open and vulnerable, which is just, like... I feel like the best way for a human to be interacting with another, just like be as real. And that's just like, yeah, fuck with that. And that that definitely like translates into your music, which is really nice. Your lyricism is so brilliant in its seemingly casual nature, but must be so thought out in how close to home it feels. Is the voice in your songs, your voice or some inner fate that you embody? But we kind of just addressed that. Like when I sing? Yeah, like the the voice that is not not your literal voice, but like the the like voice tone, which is also a, a word to describe your voice. Like the voice that is 
your writing is what this is talking about your lyricism so like mm. the tone of your lyricism i guess is that is that you is that the real you or you know a deep part of you that you're that you're you know amplifying what do you think i think i think we just like talked about it i think that this is this is literally you like especially on that track it's like you literally there's not one piece of cap this is literally how you move in real life and it's just like it just translates extremely well on like in your music which is really sick it's nice so that's the, that's the last one I'm, i didn't write anymore i'm just freestyle some questions if that's cool with you Faye. yeah what uh what is do you have a favorite song on the record um like when we recorded it i feel like sometimes it was kind of always the song that i would listen to like driving home from the studio and stuff a good too much time like I feel like that was kind of always one of my favorites on the record but like when I'm playing songs it's not my favorite to the point where I don't even play it (laughs) (laughs) ah you're right what's your favorite song to perform live? I think um in a good way in a good way is fun because I feel like everybody in the band is so involved in that song and I think one of my favorite things to do Playing music is take rounds. Yeah. Check on everybody. You recently got a little violinist. Yeah, it's fun a to violin on there. It's fun to stand a foot away from them when they're going in. Time for their solo. It's nice to just like see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that song's fun because I have so much time to just like make my rounds. Yeah, that one's fun. Yeah, and Charles sings, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> I heard that for the first time at the Eastern. Yeah. I don't know about how long has he been doing that. He's been doing it. That was the first time I noticed it. Maybe because the sound is so good in there. Yeah. He be hitting it too. He does. I like when drummers sing. Facts. There's a. Does Annie do the other vocals? Or was no, I do. (laughs) (laughs) You are hilarious. Isn't that three parts on that? No. Mm. Okay. It's not even a harmony. It's like an octave octave. down. I see. Any things you want to talk about on album that, you know, people would like to hear? Um, like what? Hmm. You know, maybe like some very specific lines, maybe that like no one else would really know what you're talking about, but Hmm. you could explain it or maybe like. I guess your first headlining tour for this album will be in February. No, it won't. You went on the first headlining tour. For this album? Yes, you opened. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I literally forgot about that. Damn, you're right. That was fun. It was fun. Mm. We should have done a song together. That would be nice. Yeah, on that tour, my, my favorite is when, like, the band would walk off. And you'd hit that just like guitar, half of me. What am I doing now? What is the purpose of Yeah, a solo, which I found out recently. I thought the band walked off stage and it was just me and I played the most vulnerable song and that they were like, you know, drinking water, getting ready to walk back on. Turns out they be twerking. 
they be doing the worm. <laughs> they be side stage. Doing. Causing a scene. <laughs> that shit is funny. Yeah, that shit is, is mad. That's definitely my favorite part in the set. Yeah, that was fun. And very rare. Yeah, I also wrote that song when you left the house for a minute. Yeah, I remember when I came back, you showed it to me. Mm-hmm. I wonder where you went. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Bruh. talk about Mexico? Sure. First time in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. That was sick. Mm-hmm. First time off the oxygen? Yeah, first time off the oxygen. That's sick. It was. It made me feel really good, actually. This man, Pistol was saying, like, ACDC just, like, has oxygen side stage. And it was, like, every time they hit a banger, they'll be like, all right, hold up. Let me boot up real quick. <laughs> How does he know that? Um, I almost passed out uh, during my before and after of my set, and they made me hit the oxygen tank. Mexico City has like one of the highest elevations, apparently. It's like two miles above sea level. And so they apparently it's kind of common that, you know, like people will pull up, especially to like sing or like perform, and they'll find themselves, you know, extra winded. It's like this. <laughs> That's what makes me think that it's... Yeah, it happens. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Festivals be having good good medical teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Off that good oxygen. I performed on oxygen. Facts. No, it was nice. It saved me. I would have... Who knows? Who knows? I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Yeah. Uh, good. It sounds... Um, very different sounds. Truly beautiful. <laughs> Don't tell them what it is. It's a special, like, it's, it's a, it's really an EP, but it's like a special edition EP. Special edition EP. I don't want to say too much. Yeah. It's really rare. It's so, so rare. It's beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. You're underselling. This shit is like, I think the people, the people are going to flock one of my favorite things I've ever made, for sure. Mm-hmm. One of the most, or at least I've been maybe more excited than ever. Truly. About a project. But it's, um, yeah. Normally, though, I feel like I can't really write until like I get an album off my chest. Which I was able to tour HaHa in September, but mm-hmm. we're still touring it February through June next year. And then I feel like I'll really be able to like sit down and like start a new chapter, I guess. When Booth leaves the house. <laughs> but I am really excited for this um EP next year. I'm excited too. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> nice. It's fun. That's sick. This is fun. Yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> This has been an episode of Office Magazine's podcast, which is creative directed by Sam Niami. That's me. 
It was hosted and produced by Sam Niami. It was sound edited and sound engineered by my co-producer, Willa Rudolph, with additional sound editing and scoring by our sound director, Neil Madala. Special thanks to Sasha Fuentes. This podcast is presented by Office Magazine and distributed by ACAST. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.